Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and it's the Rock Metal Podcast. We have Roman Lions. They have a new album called Gradients, which was released on October 1st. Right now, I'm being joined by Matt and Robert to share some more information about this stellar release, as well as a few banging singles they've got coming out. Well, actually, already are out. Boys, welcome to this show. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Hello, world. Yeah, hello, world. <laughs> Boom, boom, boom. Hello, internet world. Please be nice. Yeah. <laughs> don't read the comments. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever you do, just don't read comments. Every time I get, true story, every time I get a YouTube comment, ding, I'm like, ugh. I do that. I go, ugh. A little bit of dread. <laughs> yeah. Pavlovian response there. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <At the> table. <laughs> We've been pretty fortunate with the YouTube comments. We don't get a ton of them, admittedly, but uh, they've been generally positive. So we're, I think we got our first YouTube dislike uh, for the second single, and that yep. was that was like an arrow to the knee. But uh. <laughs> I bet what did this what did this jerk have to say about it? His, his opinion's yeah. wrong anyway. But I mean, what did he have to say about <laughs> Obviously. it? Obviously, yeah, nothing. It was just it was just a lonely thumbs down. That's all. Lonely thumbs down. Yeah. You can't help but look at the one thumbs down. Yeah. Go, what what was it in the video? Like yeah, I put my heart and soul into the video. Just tell me. Tell me. Yeah. <laughs> it's. It's that question that you have. Like, if, if, even if they leave a bad comment, you're like, okay, at least I know why. But when it's just a thumbs yeah. down, you're like, well, what was it? What was it? <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. We're a very DIY band, and we so we create everything. Like mm-hmm. Robert did the entire video for negative on his own. I, for the large part, produced the first and second, first and third video. Uh, all of our merch designs are us. Website, uh, obviously, the songs. I guess. <laughs> so that's the only we, thing we outsource. Right. Yeah. Songs. We take we care of all the merchandise. But. Yeah. You guys, you guys get Michael Bolton to help you write your music. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll see him on the linear notes of gradients. Yeah. Yeah. When he's not working with like Lady Gaga or Madonna or whoever he's <laughs> is up and coming these days. So whatever we do get feedback about any of the content we make, it's kind of hard not to take it at least a little personally because so much of us goes into everything that we make. So yeah. That one thumbs down was a rough day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I can't get out of bed today. Why would happen? Somebody, somebody disliked our video. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, that brings up a really interesting thing. You know, being a DIY band, there's more than just your heart and soul going into the music. Now there's your heart and soul going into every aspect of a literal machine. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's almost kind of hard to separate yourself. Obviously, people are allowed to have opinions, but it's almost like, why is that dislike button there? Like, what is the purpose of this dislike button? <laughs> they have an option on YouTube where you can turn off the likes and dislikes. Like, okay. you can just completely silence it and turn off comments if you just want a one-way yeah. <laughs> direction thing. But I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, take us through that. I mean, obviously, you mentioned uh, you guys are original members. Uh, I don't know how long you guys have been at it. I imagine a few years. 2013, I think, is when we first got together my brother and i probably started my brother justin is the vocalist and of course we've been friends our entire lives for better or worse uh <laughs> he's not here so i can say that yeah uh and we started the band together in i think 2012 it's basically just the two of us because uh, we were in bands for all of our childhood when we were growing up in baltimore maryland on the east coast and then when we both moved to california we were, it was just us and we were like well makes sense to start another band out here let's let's do it and then we met robert shortly thereafter and uh that was that's sort of been the nucleus of the band since yeah, 2013 i think yeah it feels about right yeah, yeah. yeah we're, i keep thinking we're, we're like we're hitting 10 years soon but i don't know like how soon is soon i know we, yeah. it feels like it um, <laughs> just count yeah. the wrinkles yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, that's that's a magic number point. I think five years is a magic number point for uh, what I'll call anybody producing media. Could be a band, could be a blogger, podcaster, YouTuber, whatever. And then ten years is another one where usually five years is where people start noticing that you exist on a small scale. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. ten years is like, hey, overnight success, and you're like, yeah, so overnight. Yeah. <laughs> the thing, the benefit for us, I, th- I think, is that we're not we haven't had the opportunity to burn ourselves out of it it's been a labor of love for most of that time since the myself and our bass player joshua and our former guitar player kenny in our former lives we spent a ton of time like trying to live the dream like you know touring as much as possible in the studio as much as possible just like grinding ourselves to a powder and this band from the outset was always a labor of love it was just like let's just write some songs and put our heart into it and then we can you know if it, if nothing happens with it that's that's fine by us we're just doing it because we want to do it do you find that it's more successful that way or just because you're able to continue to c- create without getting burned out it depends on what your metric of success is like if being in a band with people you love and writing music you love uh, and being able to do that for nearly a decade is your marker of success, then absolutely. This is the most successful band I've ever been in. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I'd agree. I mean, I like my, we've all got different backgrounds, but we've all been steeped in some kind of music scene and, and brewed. Uh, so like, you know, to Matt's previous comment, Matt and Justin came up in Baltimore and were a big parts of that Baltimore scene. Matt especially toured extensively on the East coast, not around the U S our bass player, Joshua, was, he was previously signed. Um, and so he has that experience of being on a label and, and touring um, not just the U.S., but internationally. And then you've got me, who was in the Bay Area music scene, just kind of playing any nook and cranny that I possibly could with people throwing things at me. And it was fun. But when you bring all those people together and you're figuring out how to write, it's really cool because that perspective is really unique. Like Josh and Matt in particular have a really good understanding of like the business sense of this, which I don't have. Um, and then I maybe still have a little bit of that, like naive romantic, like, let's just write the coolest, awesome thing we possibly can, but it all just smashes together in a really cool and unique way that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, is, I mean, a benefit to that, right? Like you can be in La La Land where all the unicorns play and, <laughs> you know, be free to come up with stuff and somebody else worries about, you know. I don't know, the Instagram posts or whatever. <laughs> you, you pretty much nailed that because Robert is absolutely the melodic soul of the band. He, you know, he's the lead guitar lead in air quotes, the guitarist of the band does all the, uh, all the, the soaring, beautiful melodies and stuff like that. So he's, if you want to call that La La Land, yeah, Robert is firmly planted, <laughs> Robert is firmly planted in La La Land. <laughs> yeah. It's a good place um, to be. I think with all of us in the room and we're all very similar in age, you know, we've all lived that life in some way and we've all got priorities and we've all got things going on in our personal lives. So it's just a healthy space to come to that we want to come to because we still enjoy playing with people and going back to that point on success, like, uh, you know, Matt undoubtedly is like the best drummer I've ever played with. Like Justin is the best vocalist I've ever played with. Josh is the best bass player I've ever played with. And so speaking selfishly as a guitarist, like, that's awesome. I'm mm-hmm. surrounded by people who are like really, really good at what they do and I can feed on that and it drives me to get better. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we kind of have it stuck in our heads because of Metallica that the same band, arguably minus the bass player could be together for 
like 30 or 40 years, but that's pretty odd. Or like the Rolling Stones, you know, like it's, I was, I was just going to say the stones. Huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that really doesn't happen. The, I think more realistically, there is a brand that somebody owns or two people own and they have to grind it for 25, 30 years, getting in replacement musicians for tours and things. And I, that sounds like really hard work to me. So I would argue what you guys have is great. Yeah. Feeling pretty good about it. Yeah. You know, it's just the small moments before <laughs> everything ends. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, zing. There it, is. Stop. it doesn't get any better than that. Just hit stop the recording right now. That was- <laughs> <laughs> Bing. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, I've got a note because true story. I mean, statistically, nobody's listening anymore anyway, so we could talk about anything. Uh, yeah, like, you know, barbecue or the best, I don't know, papooses in the Bay Area or whatever. Um, so, last time I was in the Bay Area, I, all I had were papooses. I found this little cart. She didn't even speak English. It was fantastical. And I just went and I ordered papooses every single day. We could probably just transition into Mexican food. It'd be great. Um, but we are recording this for the second time because I somehow managed or the computer managed. I did a bunch of updates and I remember testing everything. And it worked, and then I didn't bother doing any further testing for the entire day, and that bit me right in the butt. Um, but we did a lot of testing today, and we have two recordings going right now, so I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm happy. But I've got Jack Shirley as a note, so I'm just going to bring up the name Jack Shirley, and then you guys just go. Oh, man. Uh, uh, yeah. Jack, Jack is a, you know, a Bay Area legend. He's been in a ton of bands prior to starting his production career i mean i don't really i don't feel like i have to explain who jack is you know him by the bands he's worked with so Mm -hmm. the fact that he was as accessible as he is and we were able to go in and work with him was just like a a blessing for us um super easy to work with super fast um knows his shit in and out knows the genre that we sort of gravitate in or gravitate around in and out um yeah just can't say enough good things about working with jack uh, yeah, I would I would echo that. He's made at least in the band, and like if you could see our text threads, he is behind some of our favorite records uh, and records that we talk about extensively. Um, Matt uh, was just blowing up the latest Death Heaven record on our text thread today, saying like album of the year. So like we're we're stoked on like that space that he occupies and that knowledge that he brings to us and like that experience that he brings. One thing that I really loved about it in particular we did this record with him and we did our last full length with him. And, um, you know, for those who know, he has a really awesome recording process for those that don't know, it's like live to tape and it's all on this really cool vintage gear, um, in an incredible studio, a really beautiful space. Um, and so that's just awesome because if you want to talk about anxiety about getting a take nailed in the studio, you're recording the tape, you got to get it. Um, so it's just a thrilling experience just as a musician and somebody that's made records. It's really, really cool to be there. And then to see him operate all that gear, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. So did you guys do live off the floor as a band and then overdubs? Yeah, we recorded the, uh, instruments together in one room, uh, recorded live to tape. And then we did vocals and some punch-ins and other instruments. We actually had some friends join us for one of the tracks, uh, piano and uh, uh, extra vocals and violin. We have uh, uh, Ezra McKay from the band Respire playing violin on the closing track to the album, which I'm super excited about. That was probably the most fun track for us to put together for me. 
Um, it's one of my favorites. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to when we can start sharing that with everybody. Mm-hmm. Cause you guys could have just busted out a keyboard or some MIDI or something. Yeah. Which if we wanted to, I'm sure Jack would have been open to that, but uh, he, his process is very much about like capturing, not making the band sound a certain way, but making how the band sounds represented as accurately as possible. Like mm-hmm. his thing is to capture the sound of the band and that's what you are not the other way around, not like striving towards some hyper polished thing that you're trying to go for. Although he could, he could accomplish that. And I'm sure he's worked on projects where he's, where he's done that, but his sort of primary operation modus operandi is to like capture the sound of the band. And so we wanted to stay consistent with that, even for the instruments that we weren't playing. Yeah. So, uh, Jamie played, uh, uh, Jamie Burton, a really good friend of ours who came in and did uh, vocals, excuse me, um, was in that same room. We recorded the whole band in. She was just, in the big room with a single mic hanging in the middle and we captured this really awesome raw sound for her takes same with the piano and same with the violin mm-hmm. wow cool stuff now you mentioned he captures the the raw sound of the band did working with him and hearing yourselves back change anything about what you guys were doing or were you already pretty solidified in your sound at that point that's a great question uh i would say on the first album uh, the, the first one we recorded with Jack, Absolutes, uh, I'd say it probably affected us a little more there than in this latest one. We knew going in, if we were going to be recording live, we had to be on our shit. We had to be rehearsed and know our, all of our parts front to back. And to a certain degree, we were we were prepared to we were certainly prepared to go in and record absolutes. But after having gone through that process the first time, we knew the second time we, again we need to be on top of everything. So we knew pretty well ahead of time what we were going for before we went in and set anything up in the studio. Um, I think the one thing, one of the biggest things we changed was just the repetition of certain parts or the duration of certain songs. We, we just didn't realize how long certain parts lingered until we actually got it on, on tape. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And he said, you have any idea how much this costs per foot? <laughs> you should shorten that. Save, <laughs> save me some well, money. <laughs> you're, you're hitting on something really interesting there with this record too, which was that like, we, you obviously booked that time out in advance, months in advance. And so we're just going through life. We're rehearsing these songs. We're getting ready to be live. And then we get in there and this is like uh, late February, early March. And so, of course, 2020, the world is rapidly changing day over day with the news coming in. Yeah. And we finished our last day. Our la- I say last day because you always have one more day. Mm-hmm. Our last day in the studio was the day before like shelter in place went into mandate in our county, in our area. And so like we spent like five days or four days, whatever it was, like just head down in the studio looking at updates on our phone every once in a while, but just so focused on the record. And then we left the studio and like all of our friends were shifting to work from home. Everything was changing. And so the record kind of had to go on pause because we, we didn't know when we could come back to, to wrap it up. Everything went remote, how we worked with the studio and just emails back and forth, even band practice like rehearsal, just getting together to make business decisions was kind of paused. So there was this like intense preparation, intense recording, and then immediate limbo. And so that's kind of where a lot of this time has gone over the last two years is just having this record and taking that space to figure out how to promote it. If we can't get together and practice together, we can at least jump on some Zoom calls and figure out how to promote this thing or make some music videos. So Mm -hmm. it's been a wild ride. (laughs) Yeah. 
Next next album will be called Immediate Limbo. There you go. It's it's Got song title out. for Justin. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Cool. So we got the lead guitar player, which is great because vocals are just spaced in between guitar solos anyway. For sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it right on record, Justin. That's yeah. right. That's right. We uh, called out, bro. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh <clears throat> take us maybe through some of the guitar sounds that are going on in there, just because we got the guitar player and I'm a guitar player. I like tell us yeah. about your guitar, your pickups, your amp. Did you do anything out of the ordinary in the studio? Was it like your tried and true gear you just wheeled in? Yeah. Funny, uh, you mentioned we actually didn't use most of my gear as soon as we got to the studio. Um <laughs> So I'm I'm pretty I'm a pretty lightweight with my equipment. Like I'm I'm using like a, a Fender Champion amp in the practice space because it's it's great. It sounds good. It's good for live. Um, and I've got uh, a few different pedals that I use. At the time, I was actually feeding a DD5 uh, Boss Delay pedal into another Boss Delay pedal into a reverb. So when you listen to the record, the more washed out reverby, spacey guitars. That's that's my side. Uh, of the mix, yeah. whereas our guitarist Kenny is some more of the actual lead and scale work on the other side of it. Um, but no, when I got into the studio, uh, again, the great thing about Jack is he knows his stuff. So um, he has a lot of equipment. And so I immediately grabbed, I can't even remember what I grabbed. I grabbed something really old that looked awesome <laughs> and had that like look about it, which was like, this amp has seen some shit. I want to use this one. Right. Um, but then he immediately like identifies small things that I didn't pick up on, which was like, uh, I had some noise in my pedal chain that I just hadn't been hearing for the last year. Yeah. And so we quickly started swapping out some of those pedals and I started grabbing some vintage pedals off his shelf. So sadly, and I think in a kind of cool way, I couldn't tell you what I used on that record because <laughs> I was just in the toy shop grabbing things and plugging in. But generally speaking with the band, um, I, today I run a lot of reverb, um, less delay. Um, more reverb. I'm doing a lot of like swelling. Um, and where I am today compared to where I was three years ago, I find a lot more control over those swells without the delay in the mix. Um, and then on the drive side, it's, it's pretty swell. It's all right. And then like just on the drive side, I don't go too distorted. So no metal zones or anything like that. I just like a little bit of rough gruffness on it. Um, again, something that you can swell with on the guitar that you can push the drive a little bit from your playing, not necessarily being trapped in the drive from a setting. Mm-hmm. Do you swell on the guitar with a volume or do you have a volume pedal? No volume pedal. I just, you'll hear it on the record. It just comes at you. <laughs> Play harder. <laughs> yeah. Play hard. I don't, I don't say that with any ego or pride. I just, <laughs> audibly, I think it just kind of comes at your face in a really quick, like aggressive way, but I like that. So, <laughs> wow. There we go. Cool. I think that's a, that's a, a fun topic is ground noise because as a guitar player myself, I never knew that I had noise in my signal chain until I started doing studio stuff. And that was, it was crazy. Cause the first time I'm like, Oh, this sounds fine. And the studio owner was like, no, we got to chase that down. I'm like, chase what down? It sounds fine. But yeah. a, lot of, a lot of guitar players don't know, I guess what a clean sound is, even if it's distorted because there's ground noise and other things that are coming into the chain. That's cool. Our, um, our guitarist, Joshua, just from our bassist, excuse me, um, who is also a very proficient guitarist, his his kind of background, like when he was signed, he was doing a lot of like kind of small level touring and also really big shows, like big festivals and things like that. And so he comes out of a history with like a lot of like pro equipment, a lot of racks and a lot of stuff. 
And so it's kind of cool being in our brand practice space because I will kind of look around the room and randomly find equipment that I don't know what it does that he can speak to with authority. And it's like, I look at it, turn around and I look at my humble setup and then I look at his and it's like, well, I'm, I'm just the kid that bought what he could afford. And I've been using that equipment my whole life. Whereas Josh is the guy that saved and got all that cool stuff. Yeah. Who was it? Probably going to get the name wrong, but like Chuck Berry or whatever, who would just show up and use whatever they had. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, including musicians. He would get local musicians. <laughs> <laughs> what do I got today, baby? Sweet. So we've chatted kind of a bit about the sonics of the record. Now, it sounds like it was mostly done then, before the pandemic, so it's not really a pandemic record. Um, what is... What is we, it? Go ahead. Sorry. We Well, during, during that downtime, we actually took that as an opportunity. We we stepped away from the record for a couple of weeks or months, like didn't listen to it at all, and then came back to it with fresh ears and actually identified a bunch of things we wanted to add to it. So a lot of the vocal stuff that is done on that record is due mostly in part to the fact that mostly in part due mostly to the fact that we had enough time to actually sit back and evaluate it, and we made we made a lot of additional um, made a lot of additions. Uh, wow. because of that time okay so no yeah. no cuts you didn't take anything away you just added stuff to it we added more things than we cut i think okay yeah typical yeah, yeah. typical uh band stuff just kidding <laughs> we we have we have a particularly long track that it i don't think more. got longer but it got it got more it got beefier <laughs> yeah more is more not less it's yeah. more come on <laughs> uh random question matt is that pool chalk that you're holding in your hand Pool chalk? Yeah. You had some kind of cube in your hand. And I thought it was oh, pool it's chalk. A, it's a fidget cube. Okay. I'm sorry. That was that was egregiously personal. I just thought, is that, it's, is that it's pool a, chalk? It's the thing that came out before fidget spinners that didn't succeed because fidget spinners. Hmm. But I just like I just like having something in my hand I can mess yeah. with. Yeah. Cool. I did that with pens sometimes, but I watched an interview with myself where I was doing that and it was annoying because I was like clicking the pen and whatnot. So I got a I don't know. Find something else. I'm trying not to click it too loudly. I'm trying to be very conscious <laughs> of how loud I'm being this thing. <laughs> very true. That would be negative if we did that. Uh, oh, it's three for three. There's hey, another one. Hey, there's another one. Hey. <laughs> so then my my question is, uh, what were you guys going for? Because I it's a sophomore release. Same producer, engineer, space, everything. What were you guys looking to do differently than the first album? Or what were you looking to accomplish well, anyway with this album? Uh, I guess for me, um, we, we went through a, a, like a period of kind of change between the records, which was, if you go back to our first record absolutes with Jack, our guitarist, our previous guitarist, Kenny was actually playing bass at the time and Justin was on guitar. And then when we were in the period of making this record, we added Joshua, our new bass player to the band, which meant that roles kind of shifted. So Kenny went from bass to guitar Justin dropped the guitar. Not to overcomplicate the dynamics of the band. No. But what you get in that situation is... Um, Too many guitar players. That's what you get, Robert. You get... No, we're still <laughs> short about three or four. But um, <laughs> what you get is a very different writing dynamic. And so I wouldn't necessarily say that we had like an objective to meet. Like we want the record to sound this way or feel this way. But it was just uh, the collaboration changed. We had new people in the room. We had new roles in the room. And it was just trying to find an exciting place of writing together and what songs were stuck in the fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matt, okay. keep me honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that was, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. We didn't, 
we didn't want to just write the same exact collection of songs, but we also didn't want to be an entirely different band. So like, I think like most bands we were like, okay, let's try to identify the consistent sound that we want to keep from how we've been writing songs over the past couple of years. But what can we do to like push ourselves into some slightly new territory? And Joshua, our new, our new bass player, uh, he has a lot more experience in doing you know clean vocal stuff, which we had flirted with before, but never really like full on committed to. Mm-hmm. And having him in the band has helped us push in that direction. And it's even helped Justin, our, our, our vocalist, find more of his voice in that territory because now he has a collaborator. So it's, it's actually been really really good for us i think yeah yeah 100 strange thing that came to mind was adding some discipline to justin so it's like now you have to exist within these confines and now all of a sudden there's a great deal of flourishing in that borderline yeah 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 i think it made for a good um it just made for a good they work well together i think when you hear the the whole record like they're very complimentary parts i think like there's definitely a lot of bands out there that have the screamer and have the singer and they both have kind of their moment in the song. And then sometimes they'll come together. What I particularly like about what Josh and Justin are doing is it, it feels very blended. Um, and it's kind of like one moving object that kind of does this thing every once in a while and comes back together. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. A little helix action. Yeah. A little helix action for sure. (laughs) And I mean, Justin still, I mean, you'll hear it. Like he still delivers, he screams like a demon and, Josh has got that cool melodicness to him, so it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. That it is. All right, boys. Did we miss anything? We chatted about YouTube comments. We chatted about being an overnight success. We chatted about working with Jack <laughs> Shirley, which involves recording to tape and playing with vintage equipment. We even chatted about chasing ground noise. Uh, what else did we chat about? Developing a sound as a band is kind of where we finished up with. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't think we chatted about Mexican food. Or I did anyway. I don't think you guys really wanted to chat about that, and that's fine. That's okay. We didn't, big fans. We didn't call out the California burrito, but that's okay. We'll give you a pass. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember that. You see it in yeah. uh, on menus at those uh, taco stands that have pictures of their food. Yeah. Uh, and you just Which order is most by, of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In California, it's most of them, right? Uh, for anybody who's not from there, like I'm from Canada, where our Mexican food is very different. Um, yeah. I remember now. You look California burrito, and what the heck is that? Uh, it's a burrito with French fries in it. Yeah, it's <laughs> AKA perfection. It's yeah. like just. I'm gonna I'm gonna add that to the show notes. Yeah, please do. When 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 beauty and love come together, it's a California burrito. Yeah, you, you, we you don't have water. We've got California burritos. So. That's right. You should just slip that into like the background vocals of a song somewhere. <laughs> and that's Don't how Robert got kicked out of the band <laughs> yeah that is how Robert got kicked out of the band we're going to have to do some role changing now that Robert is no longer mm-hmm. here so we could get a third bass player to not play bass that would be great yeah cool <laughs> well that brings up an interesting question because now you have two bass players in the band do they work together on bass lines or no so we got the one we shifted roles so one bass player became a guitarist and we brought in a new member who became the bass player so right. um but in terms of writing that because everybody like over 60 percent of the band is a guitarist uh you know there was a lot of collaboration on the guitar even if that wasn't your primary role in the band which okay. was really cool yeah are they like campfire songs and then you, you flesh them out or oh sometimes somebody will come to practice with like 
of song that's like 80% there. Uh, I mean, we've got a shared folder of tons of demos that Joshua and Robert have put together, and they're almost entirely fully formed songs. Some of them even have drum tracks uh, already in them. And so we've got uh, a lot of ideas that we bring in and then just try to fill in the cracks. But then in other cases, we'll just be sitting down, somebody will noodle something, and we go, oh, let's pursue that. Let's let's tease that out and see what we can get out of it. And then we spend eight hours on just that one little riff. Yeah. I, I think my yeah. go-to saying, if I were, you know, like a mystery member would be like, guys, I think this is the French fry and the burrito like this right here <laughs> is when beauty yeah, yeah. and love meet each other. This is great. Yeah. yeah. A little chef's kiss, kiss action for sure. It sure <laughs> is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like to when Matt when Matt does something very very good on the drums uh, while I'm playing a riff for like a writing moment I'll kind of shake my head somewhat aggressively to like flag him and say that that remember that <laughs> he won't stop playing he'll just signal to me with his eyebrows like yeah, yeah, just yeah make wide eyes like play that again all the time keep doing that <laughs> that's like when you put French fries in burritos <laughs> it's happening it's happening it's happening <laughs> beautiful well, that's cool. In Israel, uh, they put French fries in uh, shawarma. That's cool. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They call it's them good. Ch- I've had it. Yeah, they call them chips. Of course, you get yeah. the chips with the Adam Sandler Israeli accent. If anybody's ever seen Zohan, oh, I remember that movie. That's been a while for sure. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. The last so- time anyone's all Adam Sandler in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very true. Awesome. Sweet. All right, guys, we chatted about small moments. We chatted about negative. We chatted about everything ends. The videos are available in today's show notes. So wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, tune in, iHeart, you're on today's website, the rockmetalpodcast.ca or on YouTube. So you can see how tremendously good looking we are despite eating burritos packed with French fries. Um, You'll also have a link to the boys band camp where you can keep in touch. There should be links to other things there. Otherwise, just hit them up on the Google Roman Lions. And unless there's anything else, that concludes my questions, boys. Album Gradients out October 1st. You can pick it up wherever it is that you consume music. Boys, thank you so much for coming on. Awesome. Thank Thanks you so much, Josh. Pleasure talking to you, man. Thanks. Appreciate it.